Life Her Podcast. Hey girl, thank you for tuning in to Life Her Podcast. We are here to inspire you, lift you up, and let you know we see you in all of your love, strength, power, and courage. So sis, let's take a journey together because our experiences are not our own and cycles, they need to be broken. Hey ladies, I am your host, Yvette Lloyd, and I would like to welcome Tammy Monroe from CEO of Working in Progress. Hey Tammy. Hi Yvette, how are you? I'm fine. How are you today? I'm doing well. Thanks for inviting me. You are more than welcome. (laughs) I am so happy to have you here. Well, I am excited to be here and I just want to thank you for inviting me and I'm looking forward to... um, like her podcast and listen to all the other wonderful women that you bring in. Girl, let me tell you, it's so deep. <laughs> <laughs> I done have women on here that expose things that they never even shared with anyone before. So okay. it's a true blessing that they chose my show to uh-huh. actually share such touching information right. from their personal lives. So it's really good. Well, good. You know, and isn't it a wonderful place that a space to have be able to share her life amongst your listeners and hopefully help someone who else is going through that. So thank you for having this podcast. Hey, thank you, girl. (laughs) So I'm going to get straight to the point. All right. I like you straight shooter. (laughs) Yes. Pow, pow, pow. (laughs) So um, I would like to know who is the little girl, Tammy Monroe? Wow. So... To identify who she is, this little girl who is um, find herself a dreamer um, about everything. Uh, she would look up at the stars and just dream. She had so many dreams. Um, I remember wanting to be a great singer. And I remember wanting to just show my talents to the world. And growing up, you know, I would, my family loved music. And we would play music all the time and, and I would sing around the house. And I have a really, really good support system in my family. And being in the youngest of um, sometimes I felt alone. I I was very very shy. That very very didn't find my voice. Ooh, until I was somewhere in the dark. I was very shy. Really? Growing up, yeah. I was. couldn't even imagine. <laughs> oh yeah, very shy. But I learned. I, I I was very shy, but I I did stand up for myself. That's good. Um, I can stand up for myself, uh, but finding my voice took some time to do that. So why did it take you time to find your voice? What was holding you back from speaking? You know, that's a good question. I I, I don't know. I, I, I used to think about what, what, why can't I, why can't I be more vocal like my sister? You know, she just, you know, would tell you straight out. Why couldn't, you know, or... I don't know, when I would get in trouble, I would just, you know, cower down and, you know, I would burst into tears. 
But as I grew up, you know, I just decided that I didn't want to be that coward little girl. So I, 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 I made up this thing in my mind that um, in order for me to be strong, I had to be a good soldier. I didn't know what a soldier is, but I just thought, you know, to my internal self, this is the type of person I have to be. So I used to say, no pity party. You can have a pity party, but you can't stay there. And then think about it, growing up as a little child and growing through your junior high years, you know, how many kids internalize or talk themselves through so many things? Right. Uh, but that's how I would do with any issues or any problems. I would always internalize and then rationally like, okay, what do you need to do? So did you do a lot of self-talk and oh, self-prep? And... Yes, I did. That I did. I did a lot of self-talk for myself. Um through different situations that um, I encountered uh, through my family or school or friends, I would talk myself through them and say, you know, you can't stay there or you got to move. You got to do this. You got to do that. There's no time for, there's no time to be a wimp. There's no time for that. And so, um, and that's how I moved through. That's how I moved through my life. That's how I moved through um, school, or that's how I moved through um, moving away to Columbus or my marriage of nine years. So how did you manage, because, like, when did you get out of it as a little girl? Like, when did you, was like, okay, I'm going to start socializing more to people. Well, you know what? Speaking up for myself and um, not caring. Um, part of it was when I moved to Columbus. And I moved down there with my brother. So, you you know, that part I was like, okay, I have to grow up. I just can't be, you know, at some point you got to like, you know what, you got to grow up. Mm-hmm. And... You have to be responsible. Um, I still was making a lot of mistakes, but a lot of different mistakes. But uh, I had to, I had to really, you know. At one point, my grandmother said, told me she said, "You need to slow down. You gotta slow down." So my grandmother's like my, she was always my voice of reason. I mean, I listened to my my mom, but my mm-hmm. grandmother uh, was like the voice of reasoning of the family you know when your grandmother speak you listen so what type of mistakes were you making um relationships bad decisions on relationships jesus um relationships were bad um i just didn't know where i was going i was felt like i was all over the place even though I wasn't really, but you feel like you're just all over the place. Like you, you can't get your bearings. You know, you're moving through life, but you don't feel like you're making any headways. You're tr- you're in the ocean and you're treading water, but you're treading water and you need to move towards land. Right. And that's how I was feeling. I'm treading water, but I'm not moving anywhere towards any destination. That's all. That's what I felt like I was doing. Just going through, no plan, no. No plan, no idea, you know, or forethought of what I need to do with my life. Mm-hmm. So, 
I mean, I was working, but didn't have a plan. Didn't have my one plan. Got married uh, to someone who had kids. And so, okay, now I'm a wife. And so I, I had an idea what that looks like. Right. And what that was to be. But I still didn't have a plan for me. I mean, you, ladies, you got to have your own plan, your own destiny. And I didn't have that. Um, Do you find that was like one of your biggest struggles of not having a plan? Yes. and not just having no form of direction. Nope. I'm just every day, just living every day. You know, you go to work, you come home, you're doing your day to day, right? Mm-hmm. You're doing your day to day, uh, routine, but you have no plan of what you, what your purpose is. So I didn't know my purpose and I didn't know, um, where I was going. Didn't know that. Did you ever find yourself, of you not knowing your purpose, did you find yourself knowing everyone else's purpose besides yours? I didn't really, not until that, till I moved back home after 15 years. After a bad relationship, um, I ended up moving back home. So, I was in, you know, I was divorced. And then I met someone, and I'm going to tell you, when your intuition tells you, no, 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 that's what you need to follow. You met someone after your divorce? Yes. So how did did your divorce end up becoming a divorce? Well, we just, after a while with um, the kids and, you know, there was just so much, um, I felt I wasn't valued by my husband, you know, we had the kids and it was like a back and forth every year with the kids going back and forth going back and forth to um their their mom and and all that and then struggling to raise them and all the issues that the kids were going through I was just tired I was I was tired and I was like I need to get out of this I needed I needed to I need to get out of it. Now, mind you, my ex-husband wasn't physical. It just didn't work. <laughs> it didn't work. You know, and so... He would so, get who was the provider if he didn't work? I was. Okay. So, so you he, were providing for him and his children whenever right. they came. Right. So, I would... I mean, he would get a job, and then he would quit. And so, um, the last straw was when we ended up getting put out of our... Um, place and so we were living with his mom his mom was like well what's going on I'm like look I don't know I said but you know what to myself I'm just I'm done I'm just done going through what I was going through you know the struggle the non-communication you know I asked him do you want to go to counseling he was like no I don't need counseling you know do you want to you know work things out deep and I explained to him the things that were going on and how I was feeling but they were ignored. And so um, I decided, you know, and, 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 and listeners, there's just so much more that I can go into, but I just, when you are trying and struggling in a relationship and it's just you, eventually you get tired. The only person working towards the relationship, the only person that's, you know, striving and wanting the relationship seem like, 
you know, one time my ex-husband told me it was our anniversary. And, you know, I'm like, oh, it's our anniversary. He told me to get my own card. Wow. He said, get your own card. You know, and that just, like, really, really hurt. How many years, like, were you we married? Were, we were married, I think it was over, over three or four years. You know, or, you know, somewhere in there, but each year was, like, nothing. No appreciation. For so what made you stay each time, even though not just the anniversary card mm-hmm. was hurtful, I'm sure it was other thing that, things that were hurtful as well. So right. what made you continue to stay? I stayed for the kids. They weren't okay. mine. Right, but, but you loved them. I wanted, like yeah, yours. I loved them, and I wanted, you know, and I, I stayed for them to help raise them, even though they were going through their own struggle. Kids wanted to be with their mom, and that was a totally issue. And then you're going back and forth to court. You know, we get them, and she got to pay child support. Then she don't want to get child support, so now she want them back, but she gave them up the children's services and, you know, stuff like that. And it was just a back and forth thing. And so, um, by the time there was three of them, but by the time two of them left, there was just one. And so I was in the basement and I was like, you know what, I'm done. I'm going to get my stuff and leave. And so my stepson came and he was like, are you leaving? And I was like, no, I'm not. So I just couldn't. I was, but when he asked me, I was like. <laughs> it just sounded like real heartbreaking. Yeah. I was like, yeah. no, I'm not. But. Eventually, I was like, I prayed about it, and I was like, I guess, for my own sanity. Right. I wasn't, I was like, I got to leave. So, eventually, I got a job, I got my own car, and then I paid for the divorce, and I was like, I'm ready to go. Uh-huh. So, um, yeah, so I ended up leaving, um, still working and all that, and then fell into, um, you know, a couple years later, into a relationship that I, you know, I thought was going to be okay, but then you had this tuition that you shouldn't. And so it would be arguments and, you know, uh, a lot of arguments back and forth, you know, yelling and screaming and stuff like that. And I was like, this is not for me. This is not the life I want. And I just told him, I said, I can't, I'm not going to marry you. So the last straw was, um, we were in my apartment because I had my own place and he was, I think he had been drinking or something. But anyway, we got to this argument where it got physical and I remember him, we're in the hallway of my apartment and uh, he came at me and I, I, I literally tried to choke the hell out of him. And then because he came at me and so I left. I left the apartment. Mm-hmm. And so I left and I went, you know, to cool off and stuff like that. So when I came back, the police were there. So he said I attacked him. Mm. So they ended up taking me down, um, you know, and I'm like, fine. So I ended up going downtown and I'm like, damn it, what are you doing? But here's the thing, ladies. Prior to this issue, we had broken up. And God was like, let him go, don't don't go back. But you went back. But I went back. You know, and it was like, no, I'm going to get myself together, blah, blah, blah. You know, and all this. And, you know, I'm going to do better. But I know better. But I knew better. So. It's just like, 
sometimes that love and care is, you know, women are emotional. Mm -hmm. You know, we're emotional, we're loving, we're caring, nurturing. We give all of those things. And when, when a woman is with a man and she finds all these things that she's in love with him, it's like, it's hard for me to leave. Like, I really love him. But sometimes we got to stop and think like, wait, do he love me the same way? Yeah. Is the feelings are mutual or anything. But you know they doing something behind yes. your back. You know, and you're like, don't do it, don't do it. And I did. And um, after the incident, that's when, you know, after that, when we had the altercation. And then once the police came, and they was like, well, man, we're going to have to take you. And I'm like, okay. So once I got downtown, you know, and they processed me and everything, I called my friend. And I also called my sister and my family and told them what happened. So this was, of course, Friday. So I'm like, oh, so you know you're going to be there till Monday. And so I called my mom. And then, of course, I'm like, what am I going to do about my job? Oh, my God. You know, this is, you know. So, but while I was in there, um, I, I don't know if that, I wasn't afraid. Mm-hmm. Um, I just knew, well, this is where you are. You're going to, you know, just deal with your situation where you are. When you were still living with them? No, I ended up, they ended up taking me downtown to jail. Oh, they took you to jail? Yes, they took me to jail. Oh, wow. So, I was like. So, they believed him. Right. And they didn't. Because I left. I shouldn't have left, but I okay. left. And he called the police on me. Oh, wow. So, I said, you know what? Okay, Fine. Did all that, went through the whole process, whatever. And I said, you know what, God, you were right. I said, you get me out of this. I will not do that again. I will listen to you. So uh, I'm in there, and um, so there were some other women in there, and this girl, she was crying, 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 crying. So I'm in the cell, and and there was another cell, and the girl was just crying, just Boo-hooing. And so I talked to her while I was in there and told her, I said, it'll be okay. I said, don't cry. I said, it'll be all right. Talked to her and, and you know, got her to calm down and, right. you know, and said, it'll, it'll be okay. Um, but, but God I, led you there to help her too. Yeah, yeah. You and know, it was sometimes, yeah, sometimes he put us in positions to get a clear vision. Like, mm-hmm. look. I put you here for this reason. Don't bring your butt back. And then <laughs> oh, yeah, also girl. at the same time, you look at, like, for you to help another woman. Oh, uh, yeah. So, I, you know what? I'm sitting there and I'm like, okay, well, I guess this is how it is. You know, I'm like, I'm just going to buy my time. Eventually, I'll be out. I got to wait for Monday, go to court, tell my story. And then, you know, they got released because I didn't do anything. Well... Um, but in the meantime, you know, I'm thinking about what I've been through and I'm like, Tammy, you got to get yourself together. So, uh, eventually I called my friend, you know, to talk. I called my mom again, my sister and my sister was like, what? She was like, I said, what do you, do you need us to come down there? Do you need us to, you know, cause they were here in Akron. I'm the only one in Columbus. My brother had moved away several years ago. So I'm the only one in Akron. So when you I mean, release, then you have to go back home because your stuff is there. Well, so I have a friend that was in living in the same apartment, and the girl that works at the apartment building um, was 
friend of mine. So they put him out because his name wasn't on the lease. So he Ooh. couldn't stay there. Good. So my friend took care of that. But they put him out because, and the crazy thing is, he didn't get my keys because I had put my keys up. I know that's right. So when, um, I, once I once and went to court, they didn't believe him. Of course, I had other people that can vouch for me, and the judge didn't believe him. So and he then, had the nerve to show up to court, too? Yeah, and what the wonderful thing is, everything was off my record. Everything was removed. Wow. From that standpoint. And so... Uh, once all that happened and I get out, I go to my apartment, get myself together. I'm like, okay. Because the crazy thing, I want to back up, ladies, and share with you something. When my dad passed, there was this um, vision that just kept coming to me. And I'm like, okay. My, my dad would come to me and I'm like, you want me to go home, don't you? And I'm like, I wasn't moving fast enough. So... After that all happened, I said, okay, you know what? I'm going home. It's time for me to go. Because I was going to leave before, and I didn't. See, when God tells you to do something, you need to move. And so when that happened, he's like, okay, now he closed the door. You got to move. He's shutting the door. So that's what happened. Then I ended up moving back to back home. So I moved back home, and I was like, I know there's something, God, you want me to do, but I just don't know what to do. So, after, you know, you're working, and through all what I've been through, it helped me build myself up and build my voice of who I am, what I will deal with or take, and what I won't. Uh, what part of myself will I give someone and, and what I won't? What do I want? I come first. Right. And, you know, through everything I've been through, I learned that I am just as important as anybody else. Did you find yourself after you leaving him and you've been divorced and everything, did you still find yourself in the same pattern, choosing the wrong man? Mm, I don't say I found myself choosing the wrong men. I, I found myself... Um, because I didn't, when I came back, I didn't date anybody for a while. And then when I did date, you know, they weren't like the other guys that okay. I dated before. So I, I had to, in order for me to be better, I had to find, I had to make better choices. Mm -hmm. Even though um, the one relationship didn't work out, I still had to learn to make better choices. Yeah. And the type of people that appreciated me as right. a person and as a woman who appreciated who I am. I had a phase of um you you date who you attract spiritually. Yeah. If to a point it's like a whatever position you are in your life, mm -hmm. mentally, physically, and emotionally, oh, yeah. it carries on and it attracts that person. Mm -hmm. So I know what you mean as far as like getting yourself together. And I went through a phase of me trying to get myself together, went into healing and celibacy, have, didn't have sex mm -hmm. for three years. Mm -hmm. And just really just like, okay, who is your vet? 
Mm-hmm. Get your vet together. Don't do absolutely nothing else. Mm-hmm. And just go on that focus. Right. And once I went on that focus, I noticed I did start to attract men that were more like-minded mm-hmm. than myself. Correct. So it's it's a pattern, ladies. You have to really work on yourself to a point so you will know the direction you need to go into as far as when you're dating a man. Absolutely, because you're right. Where you are mentally is what you attract. And again, I was just like, I don't know. I felt like I was, I was still young then. So, which some degree, no excuse, but um, I still was young and still trying to figure myself out and still trying to figure out my direction and where I wanted to go. Again, ladies, I didn't have a plan. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't have a, a plan for my life and I didn't have a plan for my, I didn't have, didn't know what my purpose was. If you know what your purpose is, then you know how, you know, where your plan and your direction is going. So thank God he did not leave me. He still had a plan for my life. He still had a plan for me because I do remember Back when I was with this one guy, the same guy, um, I don't know. I think he was just going through a crazy phase because there was, at one point, he had this gun. And I'm like, well, why you got your gun on? I'm like, what are you doing? It just He just didn't seem stable. And so, and he was walking around with it. And I'm like, oh, my God. I said, you know, if he's, if you say one wrong thing to someone, you know. You can cause an altercation. So I knew I had to get out of this relationship. Uh, unfortunately, I did, when I had the opportunity to get out, and I was out, I went back in. And so, you know, giving honor to God that he only allowed me to go in so deep, and he pulled, he, and I, he pulled me out. And I told him, I said, Lord, if you get me out of this, I promise you, I promise you, I will listen to you. I won't, you know, you know, be in relation to somebody that's, you know, not found. I, I just was like, I can't do that. I can't put myself in that. And I, and I knew better. I heard him. I said, I'm going to listen. So after living here, moving back. You know, working, I did get into a relationship with, with someone for several years, but then God said, Well, I'm taking you, he can't go either. So where exactly did God take you? Where did he take you today on where Tammy so, is now? So through me finding my purpose, because I knew I I was supposed to come back to Akron, uh, but I and I was supposed to do something, but I didn't know what it was. And so I prayed about it, and I just wasn't sure. But then he said, "I want you to start this program." And I'm, you know, and I'm thinking, I'm, I, I, when God asks you to do something, the first thing you start doing is internalizing what you don't have. You start to say, "Well, I don't have this. I don't have that." I, but God already knows what you don't have. Mm-hmm. He created you. He just right. said, "I want you to start it." So I started. A nonprofit called Working in Progress to help young men to may help them transition in my own community from high school to adulthood. 
So, and then, you know, in that process, I'm like, well, what do you, first I was like, well, what do you want me to call it? So I'm contemplating that. And so working in progress came to me. So once I figured out what to call it, then I start to build it. Now, mind you, again, I'm like, Moses, well, you know, Lord, I'm, I don't have this. I don't have that. But God never asked you what you didn't have. He already knows your limitations. Right. And he will are. provide the things to you that you need along the way. As long as you're doing what he said. As long as you're following and doing his will. Once you are, as long as you are just trusting him, you got to trust him. Yes. Because you can't see the way because he is, you know, he is the way. Sometimes it's a battle too. Yeah. Um, it's a battle with trusting God sometimes because it's like you want it now. Yes. You want to see it happening. You're like, oh my God, this ain't about to happen. Right. God, why are you doing this to me? And mm-hmm. you just be questioning him for so long. But as far as you questioning God, what did you do to stop questioning him? What did you see a brighter light to it? So as I was working... And I was doing this and writing. I was like, okay, well, what do I need to do? I had no idea, no formal training, no anything. I said, so what do I need to do? And so he said, so I was like, oh, well, I need a business plan. I need, I just, you know, you know, start figuring things out. I researched, I read, I start, you know, looking at what to do to start a business. And so one of the things I said, okay, well, I need to, um, I need to, uh, you know, file my name and get started. And so one one thing that I did was I had a friend and I said, well, uh, ask somebody to help me. So I said, I found this lady in Cleveland and she said she could do it. She said she was able to help me start my business. I was like, oh, great, because that's what she does. Right. That's what she did. She, she helped people start their business. And so I met with her and I talk with her and she said you know this is how much it's going to cost to do the business so I was like okay great so I paid her now I paid her the money to do the business and so what happened was she took the money and she didn't help me she wow. took the money and I called her and I sent her emails I sent her letters and told her you know I paid you you have a contract and I never heard from her and then she got up and moved away, and I never heard from her. See, that's why we got to be careful Yes. with situations like that when people need help. And mm-hmm. it, like, it burns you and makes you not want to fool with nobody. Mm-hmm. What did you do after that? Like, how did you even move forward? Because I know that was painful. Yeah. And I didn't really tell anybody. I mean, nobody else, like, my family didn't know. Only person who knew was my friend that lives in Cleveland. I was close to. She's on the phone that knew because she knew the lady, and I right. told her. She and I kept saying, "Could you reach out to her? Can you find her?" And she said she tried, and she just couldn't find the lady. So I just thought that's not what I'm supposed to do. Uh, so I said, "Well, I guess that's it. I guess I'm not going to do the business." And you know, I kind of had this apprehension anyway, Yvette, that. I didn't know anything, so I wasn't really into too into it. So why why I might as well just stop, you know? Because it's a lot. And it, because people, here's some some negativity. People tell you it's a lot of work. Yeah. Uh, you know, you think you could do that. Those are negative things that people throw at you, and little seeds that will come in to you. 
And if you allow those seeds to set in, they discourage you. Yeah, they'll discourage you. And so I did. I got discouraged. And I was like, well, I guess not what I'm supposed to be doing. And I'm still trying to figure out my purpose. But I'm sitting at my desk. I, I read my word and I'm sitting at my desk. And so I am, a scripture came to me, which is First Chronicles 28, 20. And he says, and this was when David's son, Solomon, is going to build the temple. And because God told David he wasn't going to build the temple, but his son was going to build the temple. And so God told him, he said, be strong and courageous and do the work. And do not be afraid or discouraged. For the Lord God, my God, is with you. He will not fail you or forsake you until all the work for the service of the temple of the Lord is finished. And to me, that was God telling me, don't be afraid. Because I was fearful. I was afraid of all the stuff that came with doing running a business. But God said, don't be afraid. He said, I am going to be with you until it is completed. And so I, when I read that scripture, I knew he was talking to me. So I went back home. When I got back home, I continued. I started finished writing that business plan. Even when I could, well, I said I wanted to stop that. I would wake up every day and that would be on my mind. I would start doing stuff and not even think about I'm doing it. Mm-hmm. That's when you, that, that is when you know that's your purpose. Because purpose. even when you say you want to stop, mm-hmm. you wake up and yeah. that's what you think about. You got to have some purpose and passion. Yeah. On things that you really want to do and accomplish. Yeah. So that really got me going. And it made me, it turned me into a totally different person. Because if it's going to work, I would be the one that has to make it work. If it was going to work, I would have to work. So um, that's where I'm at, you know. So what are you doing now today besides working in progress? What other business ventures do you have? So now that I got my courage up, <laughs> uh, I started another company called Great Global Innovation Consulting. So that came out of me as I started doing my biz, my running, um, doing nonprofits. Other people would call and say, well, I want you to help me. I want you to help me run my nonprofit or help me start a nonprofit. So I decided to start a company to help. Um, new and nonprofits get up from the ground, from the ground up, and grassroots organizations. So, if you're a zero to five year company, I will, you know, help you look at your plan, look at your strategies. Or if you just new and you just say, I want to start a business, and you have no idea, and you're trying to build your platform and trying to get your business up and running, that is what I do, and I help, and I do mentoring and coaching for small businesses again for new businesses nonprofits, and grassroots organizations i work with them to build their infrastructure and i'm telling y'all she is the bomb.com i'm telling y'all we call her the nonprofit genius and she will help you along the way with so much is there anything else that you have going on what i what i want to tell the women if i could Yes, you're more than welcome to give us some words of encouragement for the women. So I want to share with women that you have a voice. You have an inner person. You are created by God. Uh, Don't live in the shadows of someone else. Don't let someone else's, you know, someone else lead and guide you in your own, in your path. You have a path that God has given you. Find out who you are. Find out life her, who is, what type of life 
you want, what type of person you are. And you can't do that through somebody else. No. You have to do that on your, regardless how fearful, how afraid, you have to dig deep because God is calling something out of you. We are women who birth. And even if you never birth a child, you have vision and passion and ideas to birth out of you. And it and doesn't matter how many no's you get. Yes. It all it takes is that one yes. And it may take a long time, but it's going to come. Right. And you got to trust God. Trust him. If you're, if you're not um, believe, a, a, a faith believer... Uh, I, you know, and there's, there's some women who aren't, but I believe in God and he has guided me every single step, even Amen. through my darkest hours. Yes. Even through the things <laughs> that I've done, my, he has forgiven me because again, I am still here, ladies. I am here and I'm here as a witness to tell you that you have so much internal gifts inside you just waiting to be birthed and if you just trust God and if you just believe and just do it just walk it out no matter what what's you know what's it going to hurt for you to try try mm -hmm. again the guy who created the super soaker failed seven times when well, I say failed but he had you know filed for bankruptcy seven times yes <laughs> seven times ladies and he still did not give up that wasn't a mistake. Those were just, you know, his... Learning lessons. Learning lessons to get him to the final yes. Those are just like, oh, those are just opportunities to the final yes. And still get paid for it today. Yes, 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 yes. So never, don't give up on your dreams. Don't, the negativity, people say, you know, you can't do this, you can't. How do they know? They don't know you. They didn't create you. Block it out. Stay in your own tunnel vision in your own lane. Right. Just, you know, you're just warming up. Those those things, those trials and tribulations are just your warm-up. Mm-hmm. Ready for a come-up. Yes. Okay. Yes. <laughs> I know that's right. <laughs> All right. I know that's right. That's right. For a come-up. So I grew, ladies, each step as my internal person kept telling me, you're growing, you're growing. I grew from everything that I went through and nothing you go through will be wasted. Believe me, believe me. So how can our listeners get in touch with you for any type of assistance that you provide? So uh, if they want to um, reach out to me through Gray Global Innovation Consulting, they can reach me at 330-474-9472. Great Consulting 2019 at gmail.com. And if you're calling about working in progress, my nonprofit organization, because I work with youth and I work, uh, I help build programs and develop programs and work with uh, kids 12 to uh, 18 and leadership development, you can reach me at that same number, 330-474-9472. And I'll be happy to talk to you and, and we can share because that's what we do. We encourage women so they can grow yes you become life her what you already are you just gotta find that path yes so 
Thank you, Tammy. Thank so, you, yes, you're more than welcome. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in to Life Her Podcast, where we help heal women all over the world. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram, Life Her Podcast, and the same as Facebook, Life Her Podcast. You can also go on our website, www.lifeherpodcast.com to listen to other podcast episodes and purchase your Life Her merchandise. That is more than welcome for you to purchase. So I am Yvette Lloyd and I am Life Her. Love yourself, ladies. I know that's right, girl.